0: A lot of cobwebs in your head. You're getting rusty, so you stay. You're feeling bad, and everything looks great and sad. You're getting worried, yes, indeed. I know exactly what you need. A little sunshine will make you feel okay. Give, give the blues a change. Find a sunny place. Go and take your face. Sunshine. Pay your doctor bill. Throw away his pills. You can cure your ill. Hey, everybody, this is the Postmodern Gypsy Podcast. And you're listening to Jordan Poole. And this is episode three being recorded from Priscilla, Queen of Backroads. Let me diverge on another side story of whenever I did have Priscilla for fix, where I found myself. A little local stop of Pinterest, a place in Southern California, with peculiar activities. I witnessed several people finding recreational escape. I was intrigued at their behaviors reminded me of a story from ancient Greece. In Homer's Odyssey, he talks about a lotus eater who eat a flowery food. The old gray road ain't what she used to be, Wellesley Road, because all things are worth writing about. She got closed down. But for a brief moment, there was a place about 15 or so miles out from Palm Springs, California, that existed that could only be described as a place of meeting with the energy of Fire Island in the 1960s. Folks was smoking everything but their shoelaces. And libidos were stirring things like the winds through tumbleweeds, being a self-proclaimed people watcher. I watch people. (laughs) From the rooftop of Priscilla, I found myself witnessing acts of physicality I haven't seen the likes of since a hot yoga class I took one time. One of the best original travel guides a Poem the Odyssey discussed the place to forget all your troubles, forget all your cares. This little island, as he landed on, served up a hot little dish favored by the locals. The lotus flower was apparently in smoothies, cocktails, and appetizers. An herbal delight, so to speak. I suppose that I, like all over the worthy travels, had landed on just such an island. I mean, or oasis, in the case I was in. But no particular place to go and a cocktail to share. I found myself meeting new friends on the rooftop platform. Thankfully, that was R- Priscilla's roof. It was very solid and easily accessed by an escape hatch and gave great vista to observe goings-on out before us. My observations brought me to a new understanding the concept of oasis. This place to which many had escaped was a community built upon haphazard forgetful bliss. Alliances were forged and friendships were formed of convenience. Earthen depressions between large boulders were washed out ruts, were playgrounds for primitive acts. I found myself sitting on my rooftop, sipping beers, as my mind wandered. Before me it was something To take note of. And the abstraction of plastic ceremony, elemental human behavior emerges. A twinkle in the eye is an old expression. For good reason. I saw that twinkle in those beings, some of those beings out there, and they're just being themselves. Yet, there's a time to stay and there's a time to go. Some folks who stayed too long in their escape, they lost that twinkle, and they gained a look of lost. There's no mistake in that, no mistake in the look of lost in eyes. I can testify to the spark of those eyes, of those who are unaffected by the world. I can also testify to the fire in those who suffer no infections of guilt or shame, or an oasis, where the only limitations are self-imposed. led to me being stranded in the high country desert of the mojave desert after purchasing my fourth slide-in truck camper the survival of the mishaps required personal strength i learned quite a bit about myself in the crisis I walked thirty-four damn miles one day, and I was sunburnt beyond anything believable. I looked in the mirror at a service station when I first, when I got a coke from walking that distance, I said to myself, "Oh my God, you look like a lobster boy, as red as I could be." Somewhere around mile thirty-two point two, I reached a head convenience store. I just walked in, went straight to the back cooler. I hated all humanity. "'cause all humanity had driven past me "'for thirty-something miles while I carried a battery. "'No one offered me a lift. "'Damn Charles Manson and his lingering effects on the state. "'Well, they don't mess with me the look upon my face. "'I daring anybody to have any objection. "'I went back to that cool, "'and I grabbed myself an ice-cold Coke, "'and I opened it up, "'and with the sounds that would have had me expelled "'from any deportment class anywhere, "'I guzzled it. "'I had no shame.' I also had a full understanding of the character of Kurt Griswold from the National Lampoon Family Vacation. <laughs> I could barely walk, and was nothing but exhausted. I had just carried a car battery 34 miles. Ah! The area around 29 Palms, is, which is above the road from Joshua Tree a good bit, it's one of those military-type towns where there's its own fair share of blue collars amongst it. They don't have creeks or rivers, but rather what is called a wash. Now, a wash is just that. A washed-out section, ready to be washed out again. A sort of berm of soft sand exists on both sides of these things without water. The sand is soft around it. The sand is really soft. My camper that I had just purchased was about five or six miles out from 29 Palms and situated by a wash. I got it for a good price. But it was in the middle of absolutely nothing but tumbleweeds and abandoned items. Now, I didn't have any traditional jacks with me at this time to lift the slide-in truck camper. They cost upwards of the three times what I paid for Priscilla for. I was going to have to be clever to lift her up. I mean to tell you lifting a 1,000 pounds by yourself five feet in the air seems much easier than it is. I felt as if I was ready for the Jingle Block World Championship. I took advantage of all this left trash that was around the area. You know, nothing rots out there, nothing in the high desert, so if you drive around enough, you can find just about anything to make work. It took me about a day or two, but I was able to lift her up using oil barrels, two-by-sixes, and scissor jack. Before having my mishap of a dead battery, I was able to... Do everything to get it in a nice level height, just enough so I could back under. Right about the time I was ready to get back under, the last minute check, turned off the ignition. And when I got back in the cab and turned the key, because everything was just ready to go in, the battery was dead. Nothing happened when I turned the key. I was in the middle of the high desert of of California around the Mojave with Priscilla, five feet in the air, perched on old wood, oil barrels, and a wish and a prayer. I walked into town and was able to get myself somebody to give me a ride. Thank goodness. And that's when it happened, that long walk from hell. The parts store was about 34 miles and had the battery that I needed. I made sure I asked over and over again to the guy who gave me a ride. Well, hey, you're going to be able to come get me back now. Please, probably. This is a long way. I mean, you're going to be able to do it. I mean, I'm not getting that car unless I know. He assured me he was. Of course, at the checkout counter, I got a text from the nice person who I wanted to kill later on um, that um, he forgot he had to be at work. I was left there with a car battery. You know, that's the rest of the story now. I uh, found that there was no other way. I looked up on my lift and uber apps and quotes were over two hundred dollars. The bus line didn't go until the four days later, the end of the week. And well, whenever I finally got back to the truck and camper, it was all precariously first, I found that there was a new challenge. Priscilla Four had taken a nice little fall, and she fell in an oil barrel going down, took out a window and part of a wall. She was injured, but not killed. I got the battery in my truck and it cranked. I was going to go back into town and get more supplies. I hopped into the truck and all of a sudden those soft sands started to not give grip to the tires, it started to spin. The truck dug into the soft sand. I found myself having to dig them out. It didn't work. Then I got some pieces of concrete that were out and about and all around. Them under the tires. One day of digging turned to two, and day two turned to three. Hot days under the unrelenting sun was debilitating. I had to work in Palm Springs. I had a work that I just had to return to. I needed money just about as bad as I needed water and food. Was just, just had to get back. I hiked back to the nearest cell Called anybody, anything I could, anyone I could possibly. Get. Hey, hey um, I got a problem. I said, continuing the conversation a little bit. That's what of getting unstuck. Hey, could I interest you in a lovely ride to the high desert tomorrow? <laughs> but I would have someone come and help. I was running low on supplies. Was very, very low on supplies. I found myself rationing the very last of my pitcher of sweet tea. That night I was really, really, really thirsty going to sleep. All I could dream of that night was fruit cocktail. Fruit cocktail in the can with juice. You know, it's interesting what your subconscious wants whenever you know you're extremely dehydrated and in the desert. No dreams. Energy drinks or sports drinks or water rushing for water rushing from a well for me. My subconscious clearly wants fruit cocktail. In a in a pinch of an emergency. The next day I ended up just needing a slight pull. I had the straps and everything, but I just needed another car to pull me a little. <sighs> I remember that I cried after that. I didn't know that I was gonna cry, it just happened, just popped out sobbed. The emotion that I had not allowed myself to feel, the fear, came down with the tears. I drove back to Palm Springs to plan another attack plan to get Priscilla for. Also stopped off and got myself a big can of fruit cocktail. When you need it, it will keep you going. Now back to the camper whenever I was trying to get it on the back of my truck. The inability to secure it had me um, kind of with doubts of the rest of the trip going forward. I was surprised at the last moment to finally receive a little help. That kind of act allowed me to keep preparing to get back on the road to continue traveling. Oh, man, that was much worse than trying on something at the store and not being able to get it off. I told the guy at the checkout counter of the rental place where I'd rented a trailer from, Hey, I might have to return this trailer with something that will not come off, I told the guy. I'll be in the parking lot giving it one last try, I said as I spent the next futile four hours working on making something budge. I had rented a trailer the week prior with a winch and cable system, and I used it to hoist the truck camper Priscilla Four that almost made me die in the desert back onto the trailer with ramp and pulleys. It worked well, except the downside being that I was unable to get the camper to be hoisted on the back of my truck. It was stuck. It was real stuck. I was so far into this. A rabbit hole the size of the Grand Canyon. By God, I was determined to get her on the back of my truck. Just getting the wide and low-hipped Lady Priscilla on the back of the trailer and out of the slipped sands of the desert had been challenging enough. Now this... I felt the cogs of my head taking back spins as the spines of sanity and lucidity started to slip. All I wanted was just a decent bed and a place to make some coffee, maybe a pot of oatmeal. When I first woke up, keep things going. Just, just a bed, I a place to sleep. <sighs> I had made visits to every place in that area of the high desert. All I needed was a forklift. All I needed was a forklift operator who would take on the challenge. But the word liability was the word I got at each stop throughout the high desert of California. Day one of extending the rental turned to day three and four. If God doesn't give us more than we can handle at some time, he must let it get real close to the handlebars. At about five minutes to close, and the rental time was up, and I couldn't get another extension. I just tell the guy at the counter, well, you got yourself a nice camper. It was a remark that got the owner of the rental place on the phone. Him and his nice wife showed up later. And then soon came to understand my plight. I was nothing else I could do. I was stuck, figuratively and literally. It just came down to the full understanding that I wanted, I needed, that camper, Priscilla, on my truck. I wasn't going to file a lawsuit. (laughs) I wanted to get on the road. I was not done with my journey, and I sure as heck was not wasted too much energy. I expended too much energy to give up now. It had become one of those make it or break it moments. Let me get the forklift, he said. It wasn't long before, for the first time in a long time, not having to do everything myself. It was a relief to have some help. I did not care if things were scratched. I was truly touched as the help. The owner was a real pro, too. I really had not contemplated what would be the actions once Forklift was found that would work. It was true skill. An hour or so later, I found myself needing to just strap it down. I asked him the question I was afraid to ask, but I said, how much do I owe you? No charge. Just glad you can keep going. From look at this thing, you got a lot more work to do. So with a staple gun and a drop cloth to cover the big hole in the side of Priscilla form, I drove down to Palm Springs, California to continue working for the gas money to go on to my next stop of Colorado. The disheveled appearance of my four-sliding truck camper was not accepted well. At all. I took creative license to change people's perception. Some of the reactions had me believing my artistic approach worked. You know, the only way to deal with something crazy is to out crazy crazy. So, the craziness of having a missing wall on Brazil 4 patched by plywood was something I knew would be needing a clever or crazy solution. I didn't have it yet. I was out of ideas. All solutions had a real way of not being able to be paid for. So there I was, sitting on my red vintage steel box Coleman cooler, taking a break from doing repairs for a client who reluctantly, but with allowance, let me work on my camper in his driveway in off moments to the work I had signed up for to get income for the gas to get me to keep on traveling. I kept a jug of tea in the cooler with me while in the desert all the time. The tea also provided at moments great mixers to be spiked for more intensive elixirs of relaxing conversation Sitting with my friend Dan at his house in the cove just west of Palm Springs, going to Rancho Mirage, I indulged in some stories of my hometown and of the folk art great of my hometown, Howard Finster. I had been instrumental in saving an art environment created by the artist Howard Finster. He was known as the grandfather of modern folk art and had been of great, posthumous, spiritual, and creative influence to me. Every one of a certain generation knew the album cover that he created for The Talking Heads when their big hit. There she was. It was the album cover of the year, according to Rolling Stone magazine. Howard, a Baptist preacher, bicycle repairman, turned visionary artist, had changed the art scene of the world right from my hometown. In fact, he'd even championed me as an artist in his last days, making sure to hold a spot of exhibition for me when I was in high school as a developing artist for his very last Fest, I learned something from his style along the way, and that was you got to be bold to get your message across. And indulging with my very southern-spun tale of the artist, I just took to showing how Howard's sermons and paint were graphically rich with an almost kind of crazy naive look. Somewhere between the telling and the showing and the vodka and my sweet tea, I picked up a paintbrush and painted the side of Priscilla. My verse that I felt compelled was from the movie Auntie Mame. Life is a banquet, and some poor suckers are starving to death. There it was. My sermonette began the transformation of utility to artwork. Priscilla 4 became a traveling canvas for the remainder of her travels. After reaching Colorado at a certain point, finding a parking spot on the street in some town, I went back into Priscilla to eat my lunch. (laughs) While I was eating, I overheard a conversation about her from from the sidewalks and not the kindest of words. <clears throat> I was appalled to hear the snobby, horrible remarks that was made about the lady. She wasn't a typical off-the-lot beauty, but, you know, she had character. It was right then and there I began painting Priscilla as a silent protest to the snobbery. I asked myself what would be good to put, and I added another sermonette. Know thyself, inscribed at the Temple of Apollo statement I read whenever I was a teenager who had been sent to, to Europe by my grandmother. I remember being in Adelphi, reading it there. In Denver one morning, while making coffee inside Priscilla One, I overheard some ladies walking their dogs. And then reading the roughly brushed texts, you could tell they had a curious nature to the bold markings that one could say at a distance, look quite mad. Redemption of thoughts comes through contemplation. I overheard the ladies reading aloud, at first with some humor in their tone, then on to further reading with inquisitive rhythm. At know thyself was a pause, and contemplative slowed syllable. The resounding hmm, and the silence of two friends not talking, it said so much. The lady Priscilla had schooled some ladies. Stop by stop, I continued to add and add. I picked up paint at a bargain bin here and there. I used stain instead of paint sometimes, and I used sealants instead of primers, and and then textures were good to add over pigments, and everything that basically had an original intention or not, I used. The collective of trash material and what was a trash vessel of travel at one time came alive again. She had been transformed. By the time we crossed the Mississippi, she was looking fine. She, like me, had been changed, both at one time being discarded. But we just kept going. Give us time to work it out. Confucius once said, it is man that makes truth great, not truth that makes man great. The downtown of Palm Springs has a stretch of old motels, kind of a hodgepodge of Spanish revival and early mid-century about it. Scattered within empty lots here and there, you head heading to town, you'll pass some late 60s A-frame building. And if you head north towards the visitor center and all the windmills, there's a smattering of crabgrass and open spots of sand. The gray dried branches of palm trees littered about areas of bases that give little to no shade of the unrelenting bleach of the desert sun. The semblances of lawn care and sprinklers that spew over from the well-kept to the unkept. Stories tell of empty lots owned by some rich families with some general climax of the telling to the mystery of how they burned down, leaving a brick or a breeze block here and there. In the midst of all this, this is an area of ragtag existence, of a nomadic sort. I wouldn't say necessarily homeless, as homeless implies there is an absence of a home. If home is where the heart is, then there is those amongst us whose heart just exists to wander in spirit and mind. Some happy some sad, but always with conviction to search, to roam, amongst their hearts, however it came to be brought on. I was single without a Priscilla for a month or two. Without her, I came to an understanding of a common situation. It was in the moment of leaving town with all of that I had put in with an energy for having my Priscilla four on the back of my truck and I came to an understanding that I had been been watched by the distance from that of the nomadic of the town. I had been doing a good number of odd jobs around town, and I guess in the course of time, I guess a slow but steady appearance of Priscilla and her repairs to be road-ready were witnessed. I only really realized it in the moment I was pulling out as I drove out with a camper that said, life is a banquet and some poor suckers are starving to death. And postmodern gypsy painted on her sides... I heard shouts, and maybe it was cheers. As I looked in the rear mirror, it seemed that Priscilla maybe was a glimmer of hope to some of the town. I always had a jug of sweet tea in a gallon glass jug, something to sip on, and always something to offer. A glass of iced tea to offer is generally never turned down, I found. It seemed at times the only thing I had to give to. I learned a lot in those moments of pouring and listening. I found myself blessed with the kitchen of Priscilla for. Many meals I was able to cheaply make, and oftentimes I found myself able to offer someone part of my supper when they needed it most. Many times the table in Priscilla was the first table folks had sat at and ate a meal in a long time. I don't regret one time, having a glass of sweet tea or part of my supper to share, other times I found myself a recipient of help. one evening, a guy who just asked if he could help randomly when I was trying to hang a piece of plywood onto a big giant hole. <laughs> Many times you don't find folks skilled with hand saws, but he sure knew what he was doing, and he was making he made cuts and helped, and we got it precisely in. For no time, I had myself a decent wall together. Priscilla may not have been a young pretty thing, but she sure was good about making new friendships. Before pulling out of town, I was getting a groove of several jobs. and was saving a bit of gas money. It was wonderful to wake up in the morning and make a pot of coffee, mm-hmm. eat breakfast, and wash dishes to start my day. I made a good number of friends by this time. And then one afternoon, randomly, I was approached to use a random... Spare ticket to Coachella. You got to watch Harry Styles open at Coachella. I know one thing that is, if you set your sights to something, you can do most anything and help most anyone. That at your heart. Heart. With Everybody, you've been listening to the Postmodern Gypsy Podcast. Thank you for listening. And remember, check out my website, www.postmoderngypsy.com, to check out the book. Postmodern Gypsy written by myself. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to y'all later.